0: Despite a series of low-paid jobs, Susan had managed to acquire three possessions of which she was proud. One was the little six-year-old silver Nissan Micra sitting in the street. The second was a pay-as-you-go mobile phone, and the third was the second-hand computer and printer which sat on a desk in her bedroom. That would be essential for her to fulfil her dream of becoming a journalist. Grabbing the mobile phone and a jacket she set off in her micro. Chapman's address turned out to be a small mid terraced house in a group of four, built some time between the wars. It was near dusk and a light was on in the front room. There were cars parked on both sides of the street, but she managed to find a space to squeeze into about fifty yards away. She switched off, killed the lights, and waited. For what exactly she wasn't absolutely sure. The initial excitement she had when she made her call to Chapman earlier had begun to give way to the major misgivings she felt now. She could be exposing herself to incredible risk. So, how else was she to get to the bottom of it? Her anxiety grew. Doubting the sanity of pursuing this alone, she pulled the mobile phone from her jacket pocket, deciding to call the police. Before she could make the final connection, she was disturbed. A white Ford Escort van came down the street from behind and drew to a halt outside Chapman's house the driver bipping the horn, the light in Chapman's room went out, the front door opened, and a man dressed in a dark anorak appeared. Stockily built, he had an unusual bouncy gait, as if there were springs in his heels. He paused before opening the passenger door to glance quickly up and down the road. With the benefit of a street light, Susan saw his face. He was clean-shaven, with dark hair, and looked to be around thirty, As soon as he got in and shut the door, the van drove off. She started up the micro's engine and followed. She knew that following someone undetected by car was not as easy as they made out on television and in films. Allowing the escort to open up a considerable gap before it approached the junction with the main road, she then had no alternative but to come up behind it, as it waited for an opportunity to merge into the heavy traffic. Fortunately, From where she could see, the two occupants were engaged in animated conversation and paid no attention to her car behind. Eventually, the van pulled out and headed east. Three cars later, she was able to do the same. After five or six miles, they were on a minor country road with just one vehicle between them. They had crossed the A1M and were somewhere to the north of Doncaster when the van turned off onto a farm track on the left. Susan pulled into a field entrance just beyond and watched the red lights make their way up a hill. The brake lights glared out across the open fields momentarily, then died along with the headlights as the vehicle came to a halt and the engine was switched off. Briefly, she just had time to make out a group of dark, unlit buildings. Moments later, a dim glow appeared from a window. She stepped from the car and pulled on her jacket. She couldn't risk driving up the track so she set off on foot, reassured that there were bushes and hedgerows on either side, so she could hide should another vehicle suddenly appear. As she walked, she heard two trains passing close by, the ground vibrating, and guessed the east coast main line was on the other side of the rise where the buildings lay. Eventually, she found herself in what appeared to be an abandoned farmyard. The old farmhouse to the right looked derelict. The light she had seen from the road came from a large building opposite. She reached the window and listened. Muffled men's voices, but the sill was too high to see in. A quick look round revealed an old bucket. As quietly as she could, she tipped out the stagnant rainwater. Placing it below the window, she steadied herself. Carefully, she stood on it and peered inside. At last, she could see the object of Chapman and his companion's attention. Just then, she heard a car crunching its way up the gravel track. She panicked. Looking round, she instantly decided on the old abandoned farmhouse. Dashing into the porch, she squeezed past the front door that hung precariously off its hinges. She turned to watch. The headlight beams swung across the front of the building. She stepped back to avoid it. That's when her luck finally ran out.